I remember it like it was yesterday. I'm sitting in Dunn Hall on the campus in Notre Dame my sophomore year with some friends. It's about 10.30 p.m. and we're watching some NBA game or having some late night discussion. And all of a sudden, one of my friends looks at me. And before he goes into his comments, he uses the word buddy. Hey, buddy, did you hear about uh, LeBron's big night the other night? I forget exactly what he said. But when he said the word buddy, something shifted inside me. A kind of feeling, a kind of emotion that brought a lot of anger. It hit a disharmonious chord inside my body. And in that moment, I remember looking at him, kind of like, dude, what's your angle? What do you want? And it wasn't until later on, after I had thought about it a little bit more, and years later, until I'd taken the time to actually sit down and think about that moment, and in particular, the significance of that word and why it evoked such strong emotion in me, did I realize that my perception of when other peers use the word buddy to refer to myself, that was out of my self-consciousness that maybe I didn't fit in, maybe I didn't belong, Maybe someone was using that word to put themselves above me. You see, we all have triggers. We all have those things, those words, those emotions, those things that people say or do that trigger some sort of feeling or emotion, a strong feeling and emotion, something that happens because of a stimulus. And for one thing, when something like, for example, a couple years ago, someone would refer to me as buddy, I noticed, I noticed how that made me feel. And there's some validity to that. There's validity to knowing that certain things make you feel a certain way. There's nothing wrong with that. How many times have you ever heard someone say, oh, I just feel that way. Can you not do that? Or can you not say that? I just feel that way. Or... A feeling is a feeling. And while that is true, while that is valid, I question that. And I question people who say that. Because to me, a feeling and an emotion is not just a feeling and emotion. Those emotions and feelings have stories. Those arise because of previous experiences, of people that have shaped your life, and of the lens that you see the world. And the reason why I say this is because, in particular, there have been multiple triggers, as I like to call them, stimuli that bring about emotions, whether they're positive or negative, that I've noticed in my own life and only now really begun to address and say, Man, I've noticed that I feel a certain way 
whenever this stimuli is presented in my life. And I just kind of shrug it off or say, ah, I just feel that way. Rather than digging, rather than exploring. What are your triggers? What are those things, those words, those experiences, those situations that you are in where immediately you know that something is off? You begin to feel a certain way. It could be you're going to have an MRI or you get into an elevator and you begin to feel claustrophobic. Perhaps you're riding in the car and you're driving and you're blasting the music and having a great time and you feel euphoric. Why do you feel the way you feel in certain circumstances? And in particular, this has been so relevant for me in how I live my life. And recently, in the last couple of years, I've discovered that a large trigger for me, something that triggers that, man, feeling of anxiety, that feeling of, dang, something is off, that disharmonious chord in my body, is when I'm talking with people who are maybe overly controlling, full of anxiety and worries, about the future. And I noticed this just last year, that when I would be around people who were concerned, overly concerned about their future, who were overly trying to control certain things, plan out everything, have a hundred schedules, a million lists, I immediately noticed that I myself started to feel anxious and doubtful and fearful. And for someone that had come so far since freshman self, freshman Patrick, four years ago, from that state of so much doubt, fear, anxiety, I wondered why these emotions were creeping back every time I was around someone that exhibited similar control. And when I started to think about this a little bit more, I initially thought about, maybe I'm, maybe I'm experiencing this, this feeling of, dang, Patrick 1.0, as I like to call myself, that high school self, versus now, Patrick 2.0, a lot more spontaneous, a lot more relaxed, a lot more ease, a lot more goofy, a lot more go with the flow. Patrick 1.0 in high school, go, 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 never rest, work hard, sacrifice at all costs, give your best and never rest. That was my old self. And I'm not judging myself as good or bad, but I am different now. Patrick 2.0 is a different version than Patrick 1.0. And so when I'd be around these individuals as Patrick 2.0 and these particular individuals with those anxious thoughts feelings, energy, emotion. I initially had no idea why I felt that way. I thought it had something to do with these people. Oh, they're doing something wrong. But I was always confused because I never seemed to morally disagree with them on any level. It wasn't like they were saying something and I was like, dang, I think you're wrong. No, everything they were saying sounded fine to me. But it was the energy they were giving off and the words and their actions and their gestures that was making me 
revert back to Patrick 1.0 and feel anxious and consumed with work in that push soldier, slave-like mindset. This was unsettling. And after a lot of introspection in recent months and even days, I've come to realize that when we have certain emotions, when I'm around certain people, let's just say that individual is a trigger, where Patrick 1.0 begins to creep up in myself and I start to feel that anxiety, there's a reason for that. Maybe it's I've held on to that Patrick 1.0, a part of me inside still holds on to that comfort that I sometimes get in control. Maybe a part of me still inside holds on to that fear and worry. Because let's face it, sometimes when we have fears and we give into those doubts, it feels good to look at all those angles. But in reality, this is what's holding me back. This is what holds all of us back. When we don't take the time and the effort to explore these emotional triggers. There's a reason for them. And it's our job to love ourselves and explore why certain emotions come up. So when I think about this in my own life, looking at specific triggers, whether it's being around individuals who are more control mindset or more anxious or more comparison, or even when I get called buddy by my peers, instead of just giving in to that emotion, one thing I've been trying to do is follow the process of when this emotion arises. Number one, acknowledge it. That's the number one step. When these emotions come up, the first thing you need to do is recognize it. Say, dang, something is off. Something is off in my heart right now. Number one, recognize it. What is going on? Take stock. What are you doing? Where are you? Who are you with? What might be causing this unhealthy emotion to arise? And number two, when you're battling this emotion, after you have acknowledged it, question, go inward. Don't be afraid. Be brutally honest. Be brutally honest with yourself. Take some time to write down, talk out, reflect. Okay, I felt that way. I felt I began to feel anxious or worrisome or doubtful when I was around someone that was exhibiting those characteristics. Well, why is that? And when I've done that, what I've found is I get to the root of that emotion. And especially if that emotion is holding you back from being you. For example, this emotion, this trigger is holding me back. But it's not anyone else that's holding me back. It's myself. And only when I've looked inward and discovered that 
you know what? The reason why I feel that way when I'm around anxious individuals is because I haven't quite let go of Patrick 1.0. And yes, I'm 95%, you want to say Patrick 2.0, but there's a still a small part of me that wants that control. There's a still a part of me that finds that fulfillment and latching on to that doubt and that fear. And the more I can focus on building myself up and finding confidence in other things, that is the substitute for latching on to that fear and anxiety and worry. Rather than doing that, trust myself a little more. That is a good indication to me that Patrick, you still have a lot to work on with your confidence. And that is great. That in those moments where you are around people who are exhibiting that control, that worry, that doubt. Wow, that's a good sign to you that you know what? Let's start practicing that confidence, building you up. Looking at yourself from someone else's point of view. So I challenge each of you to look inward at what your triggers might be. What are those things that are said, those experiences that you've had that trigger those negative emotions, that trigger certain emotions that are keeping you from being the person you want to be today? Again, there is no judgment of an emotion. An emotion just happens You can't control when an emotion will pop up or how it will pop up. It's just like you can't control a thought. But what we can control and what we can do is when that emotion pops up, instead of brushing it off or giving into it or simply just saying, ah, that's not important. No, take some time to think about it and realize why, what is that trigger that is causing you to feel that way. Because the sooner you address the core root, that one experience, that one memory, maybe your own insecurity that is leading you to feel that certain emotion, the sooner you will get to a new level in your life. And the sooner you will accomplish your dreams goals and have nothing, absolutely nothing 